everybody, it's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. Uh, we're not in Mira, Alberta. We are in Cochrane, Ontario. Um, apparently there's a Cochrane, Ontario, a Hannah, Ontario. Yes, we saw that. Some other Alberta towns. They've, they've run out of names. Yeah. So, uh, we pulled over to the Petro Pass here to go and have some showers and brush our teeth and stuff like that. And we haven't had a chance to do that yet because of a very serious problem that we've had this entire trip. Um, people coming up to say thank you for what we're doing. And I don't actually mean that's a problem. It's a problem if you're in a rush, for sure, but we're not in a rush, really. Um, we're taking our time and kind of enjoying the trip and enjoying meeting new people. So the reason I wanted to, to do a live today is because I wanted to try and help you at home understand what it feels like to be out here and to be part of this movement and to be involved with this convoy and standing with the truckers. Um, it's amazing. So I'm going to try and go over some of the stuff, some of the support and encouragement that we've received over the last couple weeks. Here's one of them. Um, we just parked in the, in the truck parking here and some random fella came up, knocked on the door just to say thank you and share his story with us. And then he walked across the street and bought us Tim Hortons coffee and a gift card. Um, this has been happening constantly. And it, it doesn't matter where we are, if we're in Ontario or if we're in Ottawa or just anywhere, people have been coming up to the window and shaking hands and, and sharing stories and saying thank you. And it's it's more than that. They're, they're, they're bringing everything. Like People are, are thinking of us and those that are involved in the, in the protest. And they're bringing things like socks. Because who doesn't love socks? Some amazing honey. Because who doesn't love honey? I love honey. And what... What could be better than some pure Canadian maple syrup? Like people just drop this stuff off and then and share some stories with us. <coughs> books. Tons of books. Someone brought us a Bible. The Great Controversy. Oh my goodness. A scratch ticket. Little, um, like tracks, uh, yeah. what do you call them? Tracks, Bible tracks, kind of thing. A bookmark with instructions on becoming a Christian. And you might laugh at that, but it really does mean something that random Canadians are just going out and talking to other Canadians and being concerned about their eternal souls. And you might not think that's important, or you might think it's all a bunch of malarkey, but they sure don't. And they're willing to take the ridicule in order to bring people that kind of information that they that is the most important information they'll ever have um, somebody dropped off a bill of rights which is extremely significant gift cards like crazy like people just come up to the window and say here's some gift cards grab a coffee thank you very much for what you're doing then we get into the cards Handwritten and hand-drawn cards from children. Carrie's going to tear up over there for sure. Yeah, I am. Already am. Little, little, just little trinkets with handwritten notes on them. Show this one. Just, I'm just going to pull this up first. Okay. 
letters. And I'm just going to read just a couple lines from each of these, just because I, I really appreciate that people do this, so I'm going to take the time to do this. I am here to tell you, or dear truckers, I'm here to tell you I support you a million percent. I would like to share with you what you all mean to me, not just for the convoy, but for most of my life. First of all, I'm a senior citizen of 66 years, but I have been hitchhiking for most of 40 plus years throughout Canada. You have saved me many times over when I was stranded in blizzards on the prairies, praying for death rather than feeling so cold as no cars would stop for me. And let me tell you, there were a lot of cars zooming by. And it's quite the story. Notes like this, plastered all over trucks' windows. God keep our land glorious and free. This is handwritten, by the way. Thank you for standing for freedom, for standing against mandates, and for holding our government accountable for how they run our country. Thank you. Love, the Visser family. We love you too, Visser family. Another card. Oh my goodness. I like these. I like this one. Thank you for being here. Somebody brought us teeth. <laughs> Candy teeth. Because real teeth would be really creepy. Valentine's Day's cards. Handwritten. Individually handwritten for people involved in this protest. I'm going to read you just a small part of it. Wishing you a special day every day. Your friend... Jennifer Knight Cornwall. Thank you, Jennifer. And I'm going to read the opening line that she wrote on the other side of this card. The future depends on what we do in the present. Powerful words. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol little Valentine's cards. Little kids were being carried up to the window. Thank you. That's right, yeah. From the Metcalfs. We actually met this family. Now what I'm showing you is just a small portion of what we've received. Handwritten card. Everything's backwards, sorry, but you, you'll figure it out. Thank you. We appreciate you. Handmade. The kid took the time to hand write a card for us and drop it off at the truck. Thank you for standing up for our rights and freedoms. Love, Ella and... What's that, Anju? Angus? Ang yeah. Ella and Angus, three years old. And I'm assuming... I'm assuming that at one point that was a kid's footprint. <laughs> These ones actually make me cry. Thank you, truckers. Thank you, truckers. You are saving our freedoms. Handwritten. Love, Benji, seven years old. Happy Valentine's Day, Chris. If you ever need a new girlfriend, please call me Hong Kong. Oh, crap. I wasn't supposed to read that one. No. Just kidding. It says, Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you, truckers. Hong Kong. A handmade freedom card. Thank you, Kayla Brooke. Thank you for standing up for our freedoms. You are remarkable. The Jensen family. <coughs> Just a little encouragement note. These are, these are pretty cool. Dear truckers and your families, you have restored our faith in what is right and also in what it means to be Canadian. We are usually quite 
understated patriots, and now due to circumstances, we need to make some noise. We would never have scripted that the trucker community would save us. You have given us hope when we felt lost and you've restored our pride. The entire world is watching. That is the magnitude of what you were doing. You were determined, smart, and strategic. Your power and wisdom has been grossly underestimated. We are with you. The world is with you. Thank you for leading the fight to regain our basic freedoms and liberties that our own coward and bully of a prime minister is trying to wrestle from us. You guys are the spine of our economy and of our country. Clearly nothing happens without you. In a heart. Oh my goodness, it's an elephant card. Thanks a ton. Thank you for your good works. You rock. Happy face. Peace out. The sticker. A little kid wrote that for us. This one was just given to us uh, yesterday, I believe. With some gift certificates to... Eganville. Uh, Fifth Shoot Coffee and... Fifth Shoot Coffee? I think so. <clears throat> In Eganville, which is just outside of Ottawa, which means we have to come back and use them. I'm going to read this one. Dear Mr. Chris Scott, My husband and I have been following your page for the past few weeks. Words cannot even express how grateful we are for all that you've done in standing up for our rights. You're a real Canadian inspiration slash hero. We both admire your courage and strength in all of this. Here's a little something for you and Carrie to use on your way back to Alberta. They have the best bread, cookies, and coffee. Thank you. God bless. Jordan and Catherine. They didn't mention my turkey neck once. No. Or my girlfriend. <laughs> And then another just set of little encouraging pictures. So the reason I pointed that out, or, or the reason I wanted to share that with you, and there's more. This is just what we happen to find at the moment in the truck. But there's more. Um, this has been going on the entire time. So for those of you out there who are sitting on your couches and criticizing what people are doing out here, or maybe you're even just outright slamming us on the internet saying that we're a bunch of terrorists and dirty people and we don't know what we're talking about and Canada's not with us. When's the last time you had anything like this happen to you? With the stand you're taking, siding with those who want to strip away our rights and freedoms, do people come up and shake your hand and say thank you? Thank you for doing that for, you, for us because if you don't, who will? Do little kids take time out of their day to write you a card with a, hand, a handwritten note in it saying thank you for saving us? Probably not. When you flip the bird to a trucker because you think that the whole freedom idea is stupid, do people come up to your window and shake your hand and, and want to take a picture with you? I would say that it's very clear what the right side of this argument is. It's very clear where Canada is as a community and what they want. And it's very clear who the heroes are here. And no, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about um, the hundreds of thousands of truckers that took to the streets and used their voices and their horns to unite and ignite Canada. They are absolutely heroes. I don't, I don't even see people, maybe they do, maybe people do write the Prime Minister notes and thank them for his communism. <laughs> I, I certainly don't. No. Have you? No, I can't think of anybody that I know that would. I do know millions of Canadians have phoned the Governor General and uh, said that they want the Prime Minister removed. I don't think that happens very often. So. My point to all this was not to brag and show you how many cards I got, but I just wanted to help, maybe help you understand the way we're feeling and what we're what we're going through right now. And it's great. Um, it takes us forever to get anywhere because 
people, they, they see us pull into a parking lot and they want to get pictures. Last night, we backtracked 15 minutes and went to a different Petro Pass because um, some folks wanted to have coffee with us. They wanted to have a coffee with us and meet us and give out some hugs. So it takes us a lot longer to get anywhere we're going, but it's, it's awesome. Um, and that's part of what made it okay in our minds for us to actually head back to Alberta. It's that, you know, the fight isn't only in Ottawa and believe me, I struggled for a few days and you can carry and Jess will attest to this. I, I thought about maybe leaving the truck there and just getting a ride home and, and making sure that the, there was still a presence in Ottawa. Um, we wrestled with this for days. Carrie cries all the time about it. I do, I do. He's almost out of tears. <laughs> but in the end, Canada is is united and we're, we're sticking up for each other all across the country. Um, the other part of it is I'm, I'm on probation in Alberta. And if I go back to Alberta and continue to protest, which I will, it would be very, very easy for them to throw me back in jail because they could just say that I'm a terrorist or involved with a criminal organization or whatever. There you go. For all you haters out there, there's your, I'll give you your plan. When I get back to Alberta, you can just call the cops and tell them that I'm, I'm being a violent protester and, and maybe they'll come arrest me, but I really don't care. So that, so, so this kind of thing and, and the people stopping at the truck and shaking hands and giving hugs and, and dropping off like just random gift cards, um, that gives us the encouragement to keep going. And I'm going to show you what it looks like to keep going today. The roads were clear yesterday when we came through. Uh, now we have about five hours. Yes. Five hours of these types of roads to deal with. So I'm not looking forward to that, but we'll get her done. Look at how much gas is. How much is it? $1.639 here. It's expensive. So once we get back to Alberta, it's not like we're going to be sitting on our laurels and just resting. Um, we have some plans. Uh, I plan to make a statement about the way Pastor Pulowski is being treated and how he's remained in incarceration as long as he has. Um, we plan on visiting our brothers and sisters in Milk River and Coots and supporting them however we can, making a statement down there. We're not stopping by, by any means. And like if you if you're one of those people that sent messages saying, oh Chris is running scared, you're a dipshit. The only thing I'm scared of is my mother. Um and I understand how you would think that I'm scared because generally people project their own you know their own feelings on others. Um people that say that I'm just a grifter and I'm I'm running scared. I I understand how you could think that. If if you spend your whole life not not wanting or not able to do anything for anyone else because you're a little chicken shit and you just can't understand that somebody may do something for somebody else just because it's the right thing to do. Um, I, I get some people don't do that. I feel sorry for you, but I'm not like you. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's all about the gift cards. Maybe we're doing this all just, for yeah, some $10 Timmy's gift cards. Spending how much time and effort to drive out gas hotel rooms just for ten dollar gift cards well i think that's a good economic luckily model. we have a, a friend of mine sponsored us for the fuel so that's true yeah. we're good for fuel and thank you very much sorry we're burning so much fuel <laughs> anyway that's all i wanted to say i wanted to share with you out there in facebook land um just some of the some of the things people have done for us and honestly that's just the tip of the iceberg there's there's so much more that do you remember the family we we walked back to the truck and there was a family standing there with a wagon and it had a propane tank a radiant propane yes, heater yeah, like every, two great yeah. big huge bags of chips nice crunchy chips yeah. <laughs> and what else was in there there's something else there's something else in there i can't remember what it was 
But they did that because we had some problems getting the truck started because the starter was frozen. So they went out and they got us everything we needed to make sure that we, we were good. Um, there was another, I feel terrible at this. There was another person that bought us the nicest booster cables I've ever seen in my life. They're 25 feet long. I think they're they're two gauge, so they're really they're thick, thick wire. Yeah. Uh, they got great clamps on them. They are the perfect jumper cables for a big truck. And for an entire day, they tried to meet up with us at the truck so that they, they could give me this gift. And I we, we just couldn't get there because we had so much other stuff to do. So they dropped them off in the truck and we ended up needing them before we left. We did, so thank you so much. Otherwise, it would have been a bit difficult starting. Yes, it would have been. Um, we wanted to document more of this trip, so somebody just randomly phoned up and said, hey, uh, I bought you a GoPro, like the nicest GoPro that they had, so that you can get some videos and capture some stuff about this. And he arranged, like he had a, a cab deliver it to us. What else was there? There's, there's so much stuff. And what that means is that the Prime Minister is a lying sack of poop. Because he says that Canada doesn't have an identity. And Canada's identity, we may not be a mature country. It may not even be a country. Maybe it's a corporation. I don't know. But Canada's identity is Canadians. It always has been. It always will be. And and that's that is what makes us strong and free is the people. It's nothing to do with the government or the leadership. It's nothing to do with geography. It's nothing to do with provincial borders. It's nothing to do with maple syrup. Canada's identity is the people. Period. From everywhere. We come here because we want to be free to express ourselves as we see fit. Um, you know, we want to be free to move and we accept that being here in Canada means that we respect uh, others' rights to do that as well. So we do have an identity and our identity is really, really shining right now. And the one person who should be enjoying this the most and doing the greatest things with this this momentum this this fire that Canada has in its soul right now is the Prime Minister and I feel terrible for him because he's on the wrong side uh, and history is going to be very unkind to him and not only that but he's missing out on a lot of love it's a shame anyway uh, I think we better go get freshened up and hit the road. I imagine the roads, I, I imagine it's going to be a, a slow roll Today. from here on in because the roads are snow covered. Um, also, I've never driven a big truck before this first time. I don't even have a license. <laughs> I don't even have a, I don't, I don't even have a driver's license. And don't forget about that uh, open beer we have. Yes, lots of open beers in here. Just kidding. I hope you have a wonderful day, and if you're in Ottawa, um, please give my regards to the truckers who are still there holding the line, uh, and rest assured that regardless of whether we are in downtown Ottawa or parked at a random building of no significance in Calgary with a flag hanging, uh, we will be holding the line in whatever capacity we can. Love you guys, and girls. In a totally platonic way. As Jess overlooks. <laughs> Talk to you later. Good afternoon. My name is Danny Bulford. I'm a former member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. I was in the RCMP for approximately 15 years. I recently resigned. For the last eight years, I was a sniper observer on the emergency response team here in Ottawa, where the majority of my time was spent conducting protective operations in support of the protection of our Prime Minister and other VIPs. We want to clarify 
what the new emergency proclamation issued last night means. Under the order, Canadians continue to be allowed to come to Ottawa with their children if they choose to engage in peaceful, lawful protest. The order only restricts people from coming to Ottawa with intention to engage in violence, block critical infrastructure, or to disrupt trade. The Freedom Convoy and our supporters have always denounced violence. We only support peaceful protest. We are here in peaceful, lawful protest, seeking the restoration of our fundamental rights and freedoms. All Canadians should be surprised, no matter your political opinions, that the federal government has resorted to such an extreme and authoritarian measure like the Emergencies Act, and that the government wants to use force against a peaceful demonstration. We are peaceful demonstrators, engaging in lawful advocacy, protest, and dissent. The federal government emergency order clearly states that this protest is allowed to continue as long as the protesters are peaceful. The government is trying to order the police to use force against Canadian citizens who are peacefully demonstrating. As Canadians, we cannot allow this to happen. We call on our fellow Canadians to come to Ottawa to exercise their legal right of assembly and protest. The more Canadians that come to Ottawa will make it harder for the government to get the police to follow their illegal order. I'm a former member of the Ontario Provincial Police, having served for 32 years of service. Following my service, I was uh, issued a um, police exempt, exemplary service medal for that service. During the course of my investigation, I conducted over 5,000 different investigations and spent some time as a forensic investigator looking at evidence closely and submitting professional forensic reports in court. I've always been and continue to be loyal to the citizens of Canada. The right to peaceful protest is sacramental to our nation. If that principle is abandoned and it looks like the government is heading in that direction, the government will reveal itself as a true tyranny and it will lose all of the fraction of remaining credibility it has left. We are concerned that the government will order the police to use violence against the peaceful protesters. The greater number of Canadians having more Canadians here defending the Charter will prevent the police from carrying out the government orders. The convoy is conducting a lawful protest. We recognize there is a democratic process under which change occurs, and we have no intention of acting outside the realm of this democratic process. We continue to ask for nothing more than the restoration of our rights and freedoms with respect to mandate and vaccine passports. We cannot thank the officers on the ground enough for their help so far and we hope that they will continue to work with us as we continue to express ourselves peacefully, respectfully and within the limits of the law. My personal observations as boots on the ground here for the last week and a half has been nothing but love, kindness, friendliness. I have never met so many Canadians that love one another, that feel so patriotic and kind towards one another. English, French, black, white, Jews, Muslims, Christians, people of all walks of life in love like I have never seen before. The state-sponsored media reporting seems to be an inversion of reality. We, the police, military veterans, stand for freedoms and democracy, not for the agenda of the World Economic Forum. 
My name is Eddie Cornell. I'm a 22-year veteran of the Canadian Forces in a combat arms trade. I'm speaking on behalf of veterans that have expressed grave concern for the direction our country seems to be going when you force your citizens to comply with orders that don't make sense. So we have lended our voice to the truckers movement and convoy with supporting uh, their reducing or sorry the reducing of their mandates uh, re and removing them. So the veterans also took down the gates at the monument which was something that was very offensive to veterans across the nation to have a monument that our uh, soldiers in the past and our war dead um, surrounded by a gate. Very offensive. So the veterans took it upon themselves to remove those barriers and protect that monument for a 24-hour period each and every day. What I saw in the media once that story was put out was that they tore down the gates and desecrated the monument. That is totally not true. I request that all of you please tell the truth. Don't shape a narrative. Tell the truth. That's all we ask. So the veterans have come forward and stepped up and came here to support people that are standing up for the freedoms that we all know as a Canadian. And we know what's right and we know what's wrong. So I'm calling on all veterans to come lend your voice to this movement so that the rest of Canada can see that this is wrong and they have our support. In closing, I'd just like to say anyone that can get here, whether it's a car or on foot, please come. Your country needs you and we need your support. And we need the hearts and minds of everyone in Canada to lend your voice, to speak up and stand up and to tell people that you know and people that are in positions of trust and in your political arena that this is wrong and we're not standing for that. They need to listen to what people have to say and up to this point, no one has been listening. Thank you. All right, Canada, we're here with Keith. This is our legal representation out here. He's got a little bit of info for you for the, the letters that have been being left on everybody's doorsteps by Ottawa City Police today. This is important information everybody needs to get this out. Keith? Hi there. I'm uh, legal counsel to the not-for-profit Freedom Convoy. Uh, the federal government released a new pro proclamation last night under the Emergencies Act, and the legal wording of it is clear. It doesn't say what the police are telling you it says. It clearly, the legal proclamation that was issued by the federal government continues to allow for peaceful protests. It allows for peaceful assembly. It allows for Canadians who are concerned about their charter rights and who want to bring their children to participate in the restoration of their future rights to come to Ottawa. The order says that you can only not come to Ottawa if you're going to disrupt international trade, disrupt um, critical infrastructure, or engage in acts of violence, no one involved in this freedom movement, none of the truckers support any of those things. So if you're thinking about doing those things, don't come and give your head a shake. Yep. We're about peaceful protest. This emergency order from the federal government does not restrict Canadians' rights of peaceful assembly. However, what we can see on the ground here is the police look to be gearing up. It looks like the federal government is going to tell the police to go and use violence against lawful protesters. And one way to stop that from happening is Canadians who are concerned about their rights and government overreach to come to Ottawa as soon as you can get here and stand with the truckers. We believe the police are reluctant to follow this if they follow what the federal government's telling the police to do, it will be an illegal order. It will be unlawful. So if you come and stand with the protesters, it will make it harder for the police 
to act on what they're being told to do. And it's really important that freedom-loving Canadians get to Ottawa as soon as possible to stand with the truckers and exercise their legal charter rights of peaceful assembly. We'll be here, guys. Remember, peace is the only way out of this. The only way to win with a tyrannical government like what we have right now is to stand up to them. We can't back down. We've come too far. We have to follow this through. Thank you, guys. Hey, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mirror, Alberta, and we are in... Nipping. Nipigon? Nipigon. Nipigon, Ontario. I'm just going to wait a couple minutes because I have something very important to say. How do I do it? Snap, snap, snap. Snap, snap, snap. No? No. Ah, I was taking a little poke at the path. That's pretty great. Oh, okay. Okay, so uh, we've been on the road all day and cell service has been absolutely terrible. Um, I wanted to do a quick live basically since like 11 o'clock this morning, or actually no, I guess it was about 1 o'clock. Yeah, about 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, couldn't do it because cell service was too spotty and we're trying to put some miles behind us. So what I wanted to talk about was the notice that the Ontario, or was the Ottawa, the Ottawa Police Service handed out to the protesters in Ottawa. So I think there was a press release with uh, Danny Balford and Keith. Two, uh, One was with Danny Bulford. And two uh, retired uh, service officers. Or... And two retired, uh, one veteran and a uh, uh, retired OPP guy. Yeah. Or Ottawa Police Service yeah, guy. Yeah, the three of them. And there was another one with the Convoy 2022 organizer's lawyer, uh, Keith. So, this morning somebody put out a video saying, we need a whole bunch of people down here, they're going to tear gas us, and they're going to shoot rubber bullets at us and shit's really gonna hit the fan, and yeah, we've gotta get down here and get your kids out and this and that. And I'm gonna say the same thing that I've said a couple times in the last two weeks. Calm your tits. Keep calm and carry on. We still live in Canada, I think, and we still have rights and freedoms, I think. So it is very unlikely that anybody is going to come and start shooting rubber bullets at you or tear gas. Um, what's happened is the Prime Minister, in his infinite wisdom, enacted the Emergency Act, or Emergency Measures Act, whatever you want to call it. Um, that gives the government some ridiculous power, it gives the police some ridiculous power, but the very first paragraph of that act says that it must take into account our charter rights and uphold them, no matter what's done under that act. So if you are protesting, you have a lawful, uh, a lawful uh, allowance, what's the word? A lawful privilege to protest. That letter that the Ottawa Police Service handed out was, it had a little bit of truth mixed with a little bit of lies. It was basically saying that you can't protest anymore, you have to get out of there. Uh-uh-uh, that's not how it works. Charter rights still apply. So what the Emergency Act order did is it made it so that the police can remove people who are interfering with trade, um, interfering with critical infrastructure, i.e. bridges, and what else was in there, Carrie? Do you remember? Basically, you can't break the law. It's saying you can't do criminal stuff, which you actually can't do anyway, so what's the point? So if you are in Ottawa to protest, or you're going to Ottawa to protest lawfully and peacefully, don't fret. As a matter of fact, I would encourage every Canadian who's not doing anything to get down to Ottawa and protest lawfully and peacefully. Exercise your rights, otherwise you're going to lose them. Um, the more people that are in Ottawa, the less chance... Oh, wait a minute. I can feel it. Did you feel it? I did. I felt the pounding on the keyboards. Oh, Chris, you ran away from Ottawa. Why are you telling other people to go there? Believe me, I want to be back in Ottawa, and I plan to get back there as soon as I can. I'm hoping that I can find a, uh, a very good friend with a fast airplane. 
because this is a damn long drive. Anyway, get down to Ottawa and let your voice be heard. Um, that Ottawa is where our parliament is. And parliament, it, it, I think it literally means like to speak. That's where we go to speak. If you want your voice heard, go to our nation's capital. That's why parliament is there. Be peaceful, be respectful, uh, follow the law. Don't block critical infrastructure. Don't interfere with trade, but protest. Don't let some stupid letter with some thinly veiled threats from the Ottawa Police Service scare you or intimidate you. Don't let some YouTube video scare you into thinking you're going to get tear gassed for peacefully protesting. If the government actually convinces the police service to use tear gas on peaceful protesters, what do you think that's going to do to the government of Canada on the world stage? Speaking of the world stage, do you remember how our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has been talking about Canada on the world stage and the United Nations and he's wanted a seat on the Security Council and he's a globalist and we're a global community and, and he wants to be a global leader. Do you remember that? He wants to be on the global stage. This is very, very ironic the time we're in right now because you know who's actually on the global stage in a positive light right now? The truckers! The truckers are on the global stage and the world is cheering for them. Justin Trudeau is peeking out from behind the curtain looking on the stage and the world is laughing at him. The world is cheering for Canada and laughing at our Prime Minister. They're laughing at what he's doing. He's being lambasted by the US media, by any uh, ethical Canadian media, <clears throat> by the Canadian people, by people in his own party, other, other parties within the government. They're laughing at him. And he's throwing a temper tantrum and enacting the Emergencies Act, just like his egotistical, narcissistic father did um, in, the, in the 80s. The rotten apple does not fall far from the tree. And he's taking a page out of his father's playbook, and he looks like an idiot. He looks horrible. But those that are peacefully protesting and shoveling snow in Ottawa and bringing people flowers and putting cards on their vehicles and dancing in the streets, those people look amazing on the world stage and they're, and they're being, they're leading by example. They're showing what, what Canada is, what, who Canadians are, aside from the divisive language that our Prime Minister uses. The Convoy 2022 organizers and the people participating to the best of my knowledge, and I've met most of them, um, do not condone violence of any kind. They are there to peacefully protest, to use their voices as is protected under the Charter Rights and Freedoms. The only person who wants violence in this case is Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. The words he's using, the phrasing he's using, the way he's abusing government powers shows that he wants to use violence against peaceful protesters in his own country because he admires the basic dictatorship of China. He admires how Chinese government and Chinese authorities can send uh, tanks and men with machine guns to mow down protesters and silence them from speaking against the government. He admires that. You know who I admire? That dude in the picture that has his hand up against the barrel of a tank. That's who I admire. So if you're concerned about violence in Ottawa, you should be going there. Because the more peaceful protesters that are there showing the world that we are there for peace and love and unity within Canada uh, and, and to use our voice to get our rights and freedoms back, the more of those people that are there, the less chance anybody has in stopping it, including a divisive, narcissistic, egotistical prime minister. I am absolutely ashamed that he even holds that title in Canada. 
as I'm sure most of Canada is at this point. The government of Canada has started freezing people's bank accounts for paying for truckers' fuel. That is a thing. It is absolutely a thing. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's actually happening here in Canada. People are being targeted and persecuting for helping protesters. Now, I'm sure as Prime Minister Justin Trudeau knows after his recent trip to Geneva, the Geneva Convention and international law specifically forbid interfering with a protest, with a peaceful protest. It is against the law. It's unconstitutional in Canada. It is against international law to interfere with protesters. And now our government, they're actually doing this. And, and, and they're telling people it's okay. It's for your own good. We're going to just steamroll over any law we want so that this small fringe minority can't use their voice. Well, guess what? Nothing is going to stop us from using our voices. Sound is the most powerful force in the universe. And if you don't believe me, go down to Ottawa on Saturday and feel it for yourself. If you don't believe me, look at all the provinces that have started dropping restrictions after the sound of thousands of air horns in unison. Things are changing, and it's because of you and the truckers, not because of some falsely elevated leader in our country. It's because regular Canadians are doing what Canadians do, and they're making change by being peaceful and using their voices. Our government, on the other hand, apparently wants to use high-energy-focused sound weapons against us. Because, yeah, that is a thing. Kind of reminds me of one of my favorite shows when I was a kid, Dune. You remember that? Those tanks that had those sonic guns or whatever, and they could just blast things apart with the power of sound. Well, crowd control includes weapons that use sound to disorient and incapacitate people. Um... Whether or not they're going to use something like that is, I, I just, I don't know. Remember how I always said, is it plausible and is it probable? Is it plausible that our government is going to resort to violence and force against peaceful protesters? Is it plausible? Yes, it is. It could happen. It Within the framework of reality, that is an outcome that could happen. Uh, under a different prime minister, I would probably say no, but this one, it is plausible. But is it probable? That would be political suicide, in my opinion. How would it look to have hundreds of people live-streaming innocent, peaceful protesters being tear-gassed or shot with rubber bullets? I guarantee you our brothers and sisters down south would have a thing or two to say about that. So keep calm and carry on. Do your thing. Use your voice. Go down there and have a good time. If you're really, really worried, leave your kids at home. But I guess that's a decision you have to make as a parent. But if I can get out back out there and, and make it happen, I would love to bring my kids. They're little shit disturbers, though, so they would just love them. Get down there and support the truckers. Uh, there are people coming in from other provinces still. Uh, yesterday, and I wish we had gone the other way up Highway 17, a bunch of my friends from La Crete, uh, they got a, a, a chartered a bus, and they filled the bus, and they had headed down there to stand with fellow Canadians in solidarity against a tyrannical government. And if you know anything about the community of La Crete, they're very quiet. They keep to themselves. They don't want any fuss. They just, they're way up north in Alberta, and they, they're kind of isolated, and they just keep to themselves, and they take care of each other. But even them, even those people up there, are so concerned for their fellow Canadians, they're stepping out of their comfort zone, where they have tons of support around them, tons of family and friends that are like-minded, they're leaving their community, and driving halfway across Canada to stand with the truckers, and stand with Canadians to use their voices. And they're not the only ones. I have lots of friends that are on their way out to Ottawa right now in their trucks. Um, how many times today have I said we need to turn back, Gary? At least four. At least four. Maybe twice. 
I really, really, really want to turn back and go. Because if shit does hit the fan, I want to be there. I want to, I want to be standing with those that are, who are speaking out against tyranny. But I'll get back as soon as I can. Don't be bullied. Don't be intimidated. And don't be misled by the legacy media. Go see for yourself. And as long as you are going there to peacefully protest, you have every right and the lawful authority to do so. The only thing that order says that you can't go to Ottawa is if you're going there for the purpose of violence or interfering with trade or, or interfering with critical infrastructure. So if you go there out of love and compassion for your fellow Canadians, you hold the line and you don't move and you you use your voice with those hundreds of thousands of other people who are going to be there it's time that we all got involved and gosh dang it why did why did it have to be yesterday that we had to leave sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay people do have lives but rest assured there are people coming in to replace those that have to leave there were quite a few people who had to go yesterday just because it was time. Families, jobs, that kind of thing. Two weeks is, is long. Yeah, two weeks is a long time, plus the travel there, three weeks. But there are reinforcements coming in. So there are more voices, there's more smiles, there's more energy coming, and don't you let that little weasel in Parliament tell you any different. Keep on keeping on. Love your neighbour, and uh, do what you do from a place of love and compassion. And we will win. Just make sure you're okay if winning is different than how you picture it right now. But we will win. Anyway, um, Carrie and I still are going to do our little ridiculous rants this evening. In an hour or an hour and a half. Yeah, whenever we, get, whenever we get to the next stop. I just wanted to get this out right now while we had cell service because I wasn't sure how long it's going to take us to get there. We're down one headlight and that makes... The journey a little terrifying for me so that's a little slower but yeah we will we will be back on it might be a little bit later um, but we'll be here anyway thank you very much and uh, get down to Ottawa stand with your fellow Canadians and let your voice be heard later oh p.s. Oh, oh, are you going to do it? I got a good one. Okay. Vax passports are a dink. Hey everybody, it's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira Mira idea. Mira idea. Mira Alberta. No idea. I have no idea where I am right now. <laughs> you know what? We're actually in Poland. What? Yeah, it's Poland, Ontario. You can look it up. It's a thing. It really is. I know somebody else from Poland. I know, yeah, and unfortunately He's in jail right now. He's in flipping jail right now. Again. Denied his bail. Anyway, uh, it's very late and we're tired, so we were just about to go to bed and then we remembered that. We said we would do our little live thing tonight. Terry is also very uncomfortable over there. That's how he's. That's exactly to, how he's going to sleep. I'm trying tonight, to block this light. Oh, there you go. I'll just. I'll just be like this all day. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And what am I? I don't know. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, we pretty much just wanted to say goodnight. Remind everyone that Pastor Archer is still in jail. Um, and the biggest thing that I had to say tonight that I wanted to speak quite a bit on, as I usually do. 
what I'm not going to this time is this. I've gotten lots of messages, people sending me videos about uh, people involved with the Freedom Convoy, Convoy 2022 and concerns about their backgrounds and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I've got a lot of that. Yeah. So here's my take on that. All of those people are irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's got to go fund me. It doesn't matter who's got to give, send, go. It doesn't matter who's fundraising. Um, it doesn't matter who holds the purse strings. It doesn't even really matter if all of those donations get sent back to the people that sent them. Um, what matters is that people are unified and they're stepping up and overcoming every single hurdle that's thrown at them. Um, with the money thing, the truckers are having a hard time getting money, so people are donating right at their trucks. They're phoning them and they're reaching out. They're meeting them where they're at. And that's that's and kind of the, the main thing that I was dealing with today is where how where and how do I send money to people? Yeah. Honestly, at this point, it's difficult to say. But if you know someone in Ottawa, great. If you know someone that might be going to Ottawa, that's great. Um, that's probably the best way to do it because um, yeah, I don't know, don't know if you know, but there's an emergency act that's. Uh, been uh, announced, which basically gives the government the ability to lock and um, lock and roll, <laughs> lock the bank accounts, which is absolutely garbage. Yeah. But that's basically where we're at right now. So for you, all you truckers out there, I hope uh, everything is safe with you and that you don't have money locked up. And I know you have mortgages and everything else back home. So our thoughts are with you on how you'll actually get through this. Um, it's, you know, we've, we've, we've heard lots of different things about crypto. We've heard lots of different things about uh, people taking out the money from uh, their bank accounts. Actually, we saw a graph today on how much money has actually been taken out of Canadian, the five major banks in Canada. It is ridiculous. Yes, and it, I think we should just goes keep like going this, like that. And it, the chart goes like this, and then it goes, whoop. Because guess what? The banks are shitting their pants. Of course they are. They are. Because everyone's taking their cash out. Not everybody. But enough people are doing it that uh, they're starting to sweat. So, why not keep that rolling? If you can afford it, take your money out of your bank. Put it in the safe. Put it in a safety deposit box. Don't let the banks have it. Because if the banks are going to be a, a, a weaponized arm of the government, why would we want to put our money in there? Somebody uh, texted me today too about uh, I can take my money out, but then what happens with the service fees? And it's like, well, just cancel your bank account. And then if you need to put your money back in, open a brand new can uh, account. Chances are they'll give you a, a TV or a toaster for doing that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's a thing. Yeah, or $5. Maybe $5 for something. Or free banking for a day. Yeah, so... Uh, full disclosure, none of this constitutes expert financial or legal advice. Hardly ever. <laughs> it's just ideas we're spitballing. <laughs> but uh, I I really think that... Th that's. I didn't say that the people that are in the leadership roles of the convoy are, are irrelevant because I don't think they're good people. What I'm getting at is that it's not about one person or four people or 12 people. This is about millions of people across Canada. So at the end of the day, you know... Uh, BJ Dichter, he, he's, I've talked to him a few times, he seems like a good guy, he's a good speaker, he's a very political speaker, which could be a good thing for him or us, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Tamara seems like a nice lady, um, Chris and Bridget seem like fine, hard-working truckers, um, but this movement is not them, this movement is the millions of Canadians that are in the street demanding their rights and freedoms back. So don't get too stuck on that stuff, just ask yourself. What does it really matter if B.J. Dichter has political motivations? Yes. What does it really matter if Tamara Leach was involved with Wexit? Does it matter? No. No. It's completely irrelevant to the conversation that we're having right now or that we're trying to have with the federal government. So uh, just calm your tits on that one. And as for the fundraising thing, yeah, it sucks. They keep on uh, kicking the truckers in the teeth and the government, I mean, by locking up fundraisers and freezing bank accounts and all that bullshit. But all that's doing is showing how resilient Canadians are and how far they're willing to go to help each other out. So fret not. Unity is a very, very powerful thing. And we have a lot of that. I think that's all i got to say. But yeah, that's pretty much all. I mean, 
we'll uh, we'll touch on a lot of this other stuff tomorrow. Because um, every day is a brand new day. Like it really is. <laughs> there's more stuff happening every hour. Oh, I saw someone said BJ did a really good speech today. And yes, it was absolutely yeah. excellent. I'll see if I can find it again and post it yeah. on our Facebook page. Yeah. Very, very good. So that's my encouragement for you. Don't worry. Keep calm. Carry on. Keep doing your thing. Keep being Canadians. Keep looking out for each other. And hold the friggin' line. Absolutely. Yeah. Night all. Say goodnight, Jess. Good night, Jess. Good night. There she goes. Oh, I thought she was already sleeping. Good night. Good night. From Poland, Alberta. Yep. Good night. John